Today, we've got one of our popular guests back on the show that I like to call the queen of Instagram. Celine has built up her apparel company to over seven figures off of Amazon and also runs an agency that helps e-commerce entrepreneurs crush it in social media. And she's back with more strategies that sellers of all levels can use. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. If you guys would like to network with other Walmart sellers, make sure to join our brand new Facebook group called Helium 10 Winning with Walmart. You can actually just search for that on on Facebook or you can actually go to h10.me forward slash Walmart group and you can go directly to that page. So make sure to join. You can tag me and carry with questions and ask questions of other Walmart sellers or even share your own experiences in that Facebook group. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. And we've got somebody who's from a different part of the world and is now actually traveling the world while she works. Celine, how's it going? Where in the world are you right now? I'm in Costa Rica, going to be working here for... The next four weeks, work travel. That is so cool. You know, that's one of the things that, you know, most people, you know, quote unquote, working for the man, you know, can't really do. But when you run your own business or you're an entrepreneur, you know, it affords you, uh, you know, some luxuries and, and stuff to live in. I've been living vicariously through you and your boyfriend's Instagram with these infinity <laughs> pools and jungle rain things and all this kind of all your fancy foods, you're eating all this cool stuff. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Costa Rica is beautiful we were in monteverde for five days and if you go to costa rica you have to go there because it's just different than all your other beach surf towns it's in the middle of the jungle you're above the clouds and it's just peaceful awesome awesome now guys we're not going to go too much into celine's backstory she's actually been on the podcast a couple times before so if this is your first, if you're a new listener maybe you know uh, she's new to you uh go ahead and pause this episode go back she's been in episode 71 you guys can look up and also 201, 71 and 201. Um, so it's actually been a while since you've been on because now we're like at, I don't know, 380 something or something like that. So we're, Holy, um, yeah, we're, it's been a while. We're, it's been a while. It's been a while. Now, um, before we get into like, you know, what you've been up to and and some of your, you know, latest tips and strategies, because, you know, the the social media world is, al- is always, you know, staying fresh and, and changing. Um, I want to talk about like a, pro- a little side project that you, you've been helping us out on. And so, we want, you know, everybody, a lot of people know we have the Project X thing that we did on YouTube where we made uh, coffin shelves and and some other yeah. spooky products on there. Um, and and so we're like, you know what? We've been telling, you know, we'll people have people like Selena and we'll tell people like, hey, you know, if you if you have a uh, an Amazon brand, you should, you know, start thinking about utilizing Instagram to to grow your social social media presence and get some followers and things. So you've actually been advising our team on 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 some of that. And so. Um, I actually don't even have our Instagram handy. It's like Manny's Mysterious Oddities. Let me, let me just see what what it's called here. Hold on, Manny's. I think it's Manny's yeah, it's Mysterious, mysterious Oddities. Oddities. Or, yeah, or just Mysterious Oddities. Okay, so it's Mysterious yeah. underscore Oddities. Oddities. Yeah. And let I can actually like share my screen. I think here. Let me see if I can do that. Yeah, for the people watching this on YouTube. So 
So Selena's helped us out. On, uh, we've been working with influencers and we've been like throwing up uh, pictures. We've been doing memes. It looks like some Drake memes here, growing our yeah. followers. So we took it pretty much from like zero to like a few hundred followers already, 371 followers. And so anyways, l- let's talk about, I, I actually wasn't involved much with this, with this uh, project, but, but do you remember some of the things that you, you know, like you told uh, Shivali and then Leilama originally who was working on this on, on how they, should start this out. And basically what, what you're going to say now is all of you other, you know, Amazon sellers out there, this, you know, advice would probably apply to you guys too. Yeah. So a few things that are important before starting influencer marketing is to have, I think an Instagram presence of your own brand. A lot of the times on our agency side, when a new brand comes to us and they want to work with influencers, some of the more difficult things that we have to work on first is growing their own social media presence. Because the truth is when you're reaching out to influencers, if your Instagram has very little posting, clearly you're just starting out and you have no followers. A lot of influencers don't really want to work with you um, or they want to get paid at least. So for all, all our clients and for my own brand too, and also for mysterious oddities, I said, okay, like let's start building our, your own Instagram page. Uh, maybe Instagram's not your platform. Maybe it's TikTok. Maybe it's Facebook. Maybe it's YouTube, right? So wherever your customers are, start building your own brand's platform there. You can post sporadically, maybe like twice a week if you don't have that much time, but at least keep something going. So the influencers that you're reaching out to or the people that are looking up your page know that you are active in the social media world and they know that you are like paying attention to it mm-hmm. and putting effort in it. So that's one of the first things um, that I recommended was to actually post more consistently and of course if you have user generated content um sometimes it is hard to get it from influencers when you're just starting out but even if you just have your product at home which most of the founders do just ask a friend or you know ask your family or friends and mom dad whatever to take some like organic user generated content through your iphone your camera that you have which really helps build social media presence. And when a customer or even an influencer goes on your profile, it looks like you're a real brand, you're selling products and you have real customers. So those were like the first two things. And the next thing is going more into the influencer marketing. So reaching out to influencers that are similar to your demographic, or you think that their followers would be interested in your product. So in this case, I think some of the influencers that you guys reached out to are Um, some of the girls that, you know, kind of like probably do like spookier makeups and whatnot. And I also see a a collab post here. Um, and also a lot of girls or guys into cosplay, dressing up Halloween, like there's lots of influencers that are really into that. So in this, you know, case study, like reaching out to influencers like that really helps. Also Halloween is coming up. We're recording mid October. So Mm -hmm. lots of like opportunity to even collaborate with influencers that are like moms maybe right yeah. um hold, then, hold on really, really quick before you finish that you mentioned something yeah. there i wanted to touch on because it's something i didn't even know existed like before a few days ago but you mentioned collab posts and then i'm looking here and i see which one yeah. you're talking about where it's like i'm not even sure who this was from but it, it's like the, the 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 source of this image in our story feed I'm going to share this uh, screen again just so people who uh, can can see what I'm talking about. It says mysterious oddities and this other person. Is this what's called a collab? Uh, yes. How yeah. do you even do this? Well, well, like, I don't even know how Shivali did this. 
So it's actually super easy. You, uh, when you post or when she posts on her Instagram, you mm-hmm. can tag people, right? And there's another button now that says invite collaborator. So if you click invite okay. collaborator, let's say you and I are doing a collab post together. Maybe it's a group photo of you and I. Basically on Instagram, it shows that you and I posted the photo together. So the author of the post is both of us. And it'll show the post to your followers and my followers. So it's a collaboration post. And we've been doing more of that with influencers because it works really well in terms of reach. So let's say we are doing a collection drop or a sale or something. And the photo we use is the influencer. We could invite her. That way, her followers also see that, oh, VTA Pro is having a sale. Yeah. Vice versa. If they are posting and they tag us as a collaborator... One, it'll show up on our feed. So if customers are shopping, they'll be like, oh, there's you know real people wearing the product. And the other one is they can also, again, kind of just share our page there. And if people are interested in buying our product, they can just click our profile. And it's like way easier to access our Instagram page versus clicking on the tag person on Instagram. And it just helps with wider reach in general on Instagram. So that post right there did really well it was a giveaway also awesome awesome okay now that's that collaboration thing is pretty cool um you know we 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 get a few likes per but this this particular video that's coming up on our feed we we got like 10x the normal number of likes and engagement on it because it was coming also from the uh the uh, influencers uh page and also what you had said was right you know like we didn't we didn't want to do this influencer thing Right when we started, we wanted to have a few hundred uh, followers at first. And, and so that seems like, um, you know, definitely seems like a cool way to go. Another thing that Shivali mentioned here is like, you know, the, she said, had said, as far as our own posts, like a couple of the meme ones actually did kind of like the best um, uh, yeah. from our native posts. Like, is that normal? Is like, do you usually see like meme posts uh, when executed well? Like those usually work better than just, you know, random ones? I wouldn't say meme posts in particular. I think it really depends on what your brand is. But for us, it's relatable, humorous content, uh, okay. especially like videos. Like for, for my brand, it does really well. For some clients, memes do really well. For some other clients, like educational posts do really well. So it really depends on the product you sell and what your brand messaging is. The reason why those posts do well is because it's relatable and it's shareable content. So People send it to their friends or they comment or they share it on their story and that kind of boosts the engagement on Instagram. Okay, cool. Um, look, looking at my notes here to see what else Shivali had said that you guys were, uh, you know, you guys had worked on here. Um, let's see. Unboxing footage, she said, did did well. Like, I, I'm assuming that she did some with, with an influencer or something. But, but yeah. if you're a person who sells physical products and that's your goal for doing this Instagram, then... I guess, you know, getting influencers to do unboxing seems to have good engagement. Yeah. So what we usually do with influencers is have a storyline kind of planned out. We reach out to an influencer, send them the products and whatnot. And what we're asking for them to post is it needs to be a little bit more organic nowadays. I think the first thing is once you receive the package, ask the influencer, let's say I'm an influencer. I receive the package. The first thing I should be doing is posting kind of like a first impression unboxing story onto my Instagram or TikTok or wherever. That way you're kind of like doing it in real time. So I received this package. Hey, t- hey guys, I want to share it with you. This is what I received. Open it. First impression. Oh, wow. Like this looks really sturdy. This looks really stylish on my shelf and whatnot. And so 
kind of talk about first impressions and then leave it at that. The next step that we usually do is for us, we sell clothing. So we ask influencers to actually, you know, try on the products and do a little try on haul. Like, hey, you know, actually trying on the products today, um, going to wear to the gym later to test it, to test it out. This is how the fabric feels. This is what size I'm wearing and actually putting it in use to, to show the customers how it is. So that's kind of like the second step of the story. And the third step usually we do is an Instagram in feed post, uh, whether it's a giveaway or just a feed post. Uh, usually a picture or Instagram reel of them wearing it. That way, when the audience sees the third Instagram post or reel, they have already been kind of warmed up to the brand because they saw the unboxing story and they saw the try-on haul. So they're like, oh, it's this brand. And nowadays, customer needs seven to 13 touch points in order to convert and buy something. So Hmm. I think it's really important to kind of touch base and warm the audience up until they do want to purchase. and. Something else that I mentioned actually is to to run giveaways with influencers. Um, that was my next question. Yeah, because it seems to yeah. be working really well. So what? Again, I wasn't involved in this at all. So like, as I as you guys are hearing this, I'm hearing it for the first time here. But Shivali did have her notes that she was doing a, a a giveaway. So like, what was your advice to her on how to set this up and how to execute it? And then what's the what, what are we what are we trying to uh, achieve when we do a giveaway with someone? Yeah. So there's two types. There are there's three types of giveaways. One type is the one that we did in the collaboration post. If you are watching on YouTube, you'll see it. Basically, the influencer posts a giveaway on their page, and in this case, it's a collaboration post, so it'll also show up on your own Instagram page. But the rules are to follow both accounts and tag a friend, win the product. So this way, we are gaining new followers from the influencers' followers. And the people that want to win this product are most likely people that are actually interested in your product. So sometimes what could be interesting is if you you have the time, you can kind of check the comments and DM the people that participated in the giveaway some random gift cards. Maybe it's 10% off, $5 off or whatever. And be like, hey, like, sorry, you know, this is after you announce the giveaway. Be like, hey, sorry, you didn't win. But, you know, here's a $5, $10 gift card. Like, thanks for participating. Who knows? Maybe you would convert a new customer that wouldn't have bought otherwise. So this is something that we used to do as well. Um, So that's one type of giveaway, running it with influencers. The second type is running it with another brand. So someone that is not your direct competitor, but a compliment to your product. So for us, for fitness apparel, we could collaborate with shoe companies, um, gym bags, like water bottle, like whatever, be creative. Um, think outside of the box a little bit, snack companies. So collaborating with another brand, you share a similar demographic, but they might not shop at your place yet, vice versa. And so this usually does really well because it benefits the other brand as well. And the winners get to win different prizes from different companies. So these type of giveaways usually do really well, but it requires uh, reaching out to other brands, you know, doing the logistics, figuring out how the visuals will look because you need to make sure all the prizes is in one photo. Um, There's a few ways going about it. Sometimes we would ask the brands to ship like one product to us and then we shoot the photo or you can do Photoshop and just kind of put it in Mm -hmm. a visual. So that's the second type of giveaway. The third one is doing it on your own page. So this one, if you are starting out and you run a giveaway on your own page and say like, hey, follow us and win whatever, 10 sunscreens. And if you only have 10 followers, really only 10 people will be 
participating in your in your mm-hmm. giveaway maybe if those 10 people tag their friends maybe 20 but what we have seen work really well recently is actually boosting the giveaway posts uh via like a little bit of paid ads it's like five ten bucks a day for the duration of the giveaway which is let's say five days it's just 50 bucks but the reach that the giveaway post does actually grows the account really well recently we did one for one of our clients and it doubled the account in wow. like three days so that does really well um because facebook doesn't like you growing your account without really paying for it so giveaways that are like not really boosted or have outside help which is another brand or another influencer doesn't do as well as it does like five years ago so putting a little bit of ad spend behind even just five bucks a day does make a huge difference um yeah those are kind of like the three types of giveaways that i i talked about and it works really well for i think no matter where you are at with social media so yeah all right, excellent, excellent. We're, we'll come back to maybe some social media strategy, but let's let's switch gears and talk about your own, um, you know, other businesses. And, and by the way, guys, you know, she uh, she does this for a living, you know. So so like, I'll, I'll give you, we'll, we'll make sure to give you her contact info at the end of this episode. So if you guys want help with your Instagram uh, uh, or your e-commerce business and getting on social media, um, she'll be able to help you guys out. But you know, your main, you know, your day job um, has been your Vita Apparel. Like I remember the first time you were on the on the show, I was actually looking yeah. at some notes here that that my producer, um, you know, uh, recorded for me. But you had said that I think it was like 2019. You were at at four hundred thousand dollars, and then you were like, "Man, my goal, you know, for the next couple of years, sometime to hit seven figures." And then the next time I had you on the show, you're like, "We hit, you know, one point five million in sales." Now, um, yeah. I don't remember exactly uh, when we had this episode, the second one, but it was in around uh, oh no it was december 2020 so that was like kind of like right in the middle of the the pandemic you know yeah uh, or 2021 so like how how was 2021 almost like an entire year and 2022 you know that that was you know pandemic you know hit for uh, a business like yours you know did did things uh go up did things go down what happened yeah so well i think when we filmed that podcast it was in the middle of the lockdown and like peak covid mm-hmm. And it was 2020. So everything went online during 2020. And it did really well for our business, especially because we have a very engaged community and we know how to captivate our audience in an engaged online platform, social media. And people responded really well. We hosted a lot of IG lives, like online events and whatnot, and to just to keep our customers coming back and engage. And people here in Canada, we had CERB which was the government was basically giving out 2k a month to, you know, whoever that needs help during COVID. And so people in our age group, which was 18 to 24, just spent it all because they probably haven't even earned $2,000 a month ever in their life because they're in school. (laughs) Uh Right. But they qualified for it. So they, they just basically spent it. And I will say that was a huge factor on, you know, making us grow so fast in 2020. And in 2021, we still grew 50% over 2020. So I think we did like 2.4, mil in revenue. So wow. 2021 did really well. Um, it was harder. I could feel it. I scaled the team quite a bit in 2021. And I think I scaled it too fast because mm-hmm. I was expecting, you know, the 2020 e-com boom to carry over in 2021. But I think people... Mm-hmm. Um, are starting to realize that 
well, one, I think a lot of people kind of thought that that was the case. Exactly. You, you were de definitely not uh, weren't alone in that. Yeah, I so I, I definitely scaled it very aggressively, and I think that um, a lot of customers are kind of slowing down in spending in 2021. I see it, like especially Q4, comparing to 2020. It did grow a little bit, but like not as significant. So, yeah, that that was an indication for me, and I think a lot of people right now are actually. Um, holding back on their spending for the few e-com owners that I talked to, um, at least for the D2C side. I'm not sure how Amazon side is doing. I think if you're selling essential products, you're probably still doing amazing. Um, but I will say this year it is harder and things are moving into retail again because people mm -hmm. are craving that in-person connection and they want to go in a store and they want to go shop, whether just like s staying on their computer and phone and shopping online. Now, you know, the very first time you were on the show, you, you your brand was was kind of strictly like um like swimwear, you know, bikinis, things like that. And then, you know, towards the second time you were on the show, you you were starting you you were doing this shift to kind of like fitness apparel and things. Refresh yeah. my memory, like what prompted that uh shift? And then also like now, you know, end of 2022, what's the what's the breakdown of like your sales? Like like uh, what percent is is now the the newer stuff like the fitness apparel as opposed to what you originally started out with? Yeah. So we pivoted to fitness apparel because we're in Vancouver and Vancouver based. So summer is really short. When I launched the brand, we were doing really well in the summer. We were doing okay during winter months because people will go on vacation. Spring, it's okay. But then there are months that are super slow. And in order to keep up with like sales, we would have to expand into the US and Australia. And at the time, I just like didn't see that I had the manpower to and that I wanted to. I wanted to focus on the Canadian market. So I asked our customers in our community, like, hey, what else do you want to see from us? And they said they want to see fitness apparel, yoga pants. So a lot of people said that. And I was like, wait a second. That makes a lot of sense. You know, I used to swim competitively. I trained, you know, running, weightlifting, all that too. So I lived in sports bra and leggings. So I was like, okay, like, let's test it out. The first collection we launched, it sold out immediately and it was on pre-order for like, four weeks. So I knew there was a demand and mm -hmm. we started to launch more and more. The thing about fitness apparel is it's more expensive. So we couldn't quite have a lot of inventory in stock. So we would sell out yeah. two months later, restock, and it would be this huge thing. And we would make like six figures in a day. Just because like of the Yeezys, hype. like everybody, everybody's hype yeah, when it like comes out and it sells out. Yeah, yeah, like a drop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that like did really that. well for us, especially during 2020. All, supply chain, first of all, was super delayed and everyone was going crazy online shopping. So when we did drop something, it would just do like six figures a day, like no problem, and things would sell out. Um, so we, we pivoted. Uh, to a little bit to fitness apparel, we launched our first collection in 2019, November. So it was mm -hmm. like pre pandemic. And then what, three, four months later, the pandemic happened. And I'm so lucky that I did start fitness apparel yeah. before that, because no one was traveling. No one was yep, buying yep. swimwear in 2020 and having fitness apparel being like our main thing really saved us. And because of the demand we just kind of pushed it more and more. So now we're basically like 99% fitness apparel and in the wow. summer we will drop a collection for swimwear but mm -hmm. that's pretty much the only collection we'll drop for swim okay interesting now yeah. i also noticed you kind of like launch your own like physical product or or, or, or like a, a it was like a card game 
So what what prompted oh, yeah. uh, what prompted that? You know that that's not the typical thing that you know, like. Okay, uh, apparel is a you know swimwear going to to fitness apparel. That's that's kind of like you know like a natural kind of progression there. But to go to like start your own card game, like how how where was the inspiration for that? Yeah. So for the past, I want to say five six months now, I have been feeling the burnout. Um, mm-hmm. I grinded really hard business has been around for almost six years now and I didn't really take a break ever. Um, and I scaled really fast in 2021. So I feel like I scaled it so fast. So much was going on. I was going through all the challenges and learning that you can think of growing the team, um, having more higher expenses and all of that. And it was just a lot. And I felt the burnout like starting March, April, I didn't really have motivation to, to do anything anymore i would wake up and be like oh like i don't want to do this and so yeah it was really rough i feel like i'm getting out of it now but still not where i was and it was just a mental burnout so mm-hmm. i thought to myself i was like okay like why am i feeling this way and what i've learned is like i scaled the team really fast last year and i learned so much no, like wouldn't take it back for anything but I do realize that I, I miss having that like smaller team that's like hardworking and also everyone is kind of on the same page, um, less communication issues, and that we were also dropping collections just to earn revenue in 2021 because I wanted to scale to eight figures in three years. And I was like, okay, the only way that we're going to get there is if we drop more collections like every month. So we were kind of just pumping out collection drops like you know, on repeat. And I kind of miss doing those collections. That's really special to us. The messaging, like the fabric, the color, the cut, the everything, it's very, very special and dear to our heart and our customers. So this year I kind of went through a few months of thinking and just, I thought to myself, okay, like I miss doing that. And I want to make sure the collections that we're dropping are actually something people want and that we put 110% of our energy in. And it's like a product that people would love not just because I need to scale the company. So kind of went through that and it took a lot to realize and also energy. So if, if anyone's out there listening, I feel like if you're going through this, like everyone at any stage in their business, even if you're starting out, even if you're like 15 years in, like you're going to feel that at some point. And I think it's just taking a break, taking that time to yourself to reflect on why am I doing this? Am I passionate about it? What am I trying to solve here? What am I doing? And to get me out of that, I went through like a 30 day challenge where every day I did something out of my comfort zone, something that I would do for myself every day. So I would like wake up, pick a, like set the intention of doing something. So maybe today it's going for a walk and tomorrow Mm -hmm. it's like going zip lining or something. So a lot of the stuff was more uh, adventurous because I'm more of an adrenaline junkie. So I went through a few things like I went bungee jumping. I think I flew a plane um, in 30 days. I, I did a bunch of stuff. And you then flew while a plane? I was, yeah, I did. I flew a plane. It was Good grief. It was a, what is it called? A Cessna. And there okay. was like two um, cockpits. So you could co-pilot. And so I flew for like three hours, actually. I took wow. off the plane too. He let me wow. took off the plane and I flew around downtown for like two and a half, three hours. And then, um, he landed the plane. So uh-huh. he did that part, but it was really cool. 
And nice. yeah, so, so how does went. this all tie into the, the game? So, and I was like, how can I inspire people to also do this? And, you know, if they're feeling unmotivated, how can they get out of it? Like it? So I also invited some of our customers actually to go jet skiing with us um, and to kind of really tie into that messaging of our brand. And by the end of the 30 days, I launched the card game and I had all the footage of all my like adventures and the messaging was that, you know, if you're feeling burnt out and unmotivated, just step out of your comfort zone and do something for yourself every day. And you can pick a random card and the card will tell you what to do. I love it. I, I, I'm yeah. like one of those people who probably needs to do <laughs> that a little bit more because I, I, you know, workaholic, I love work so much, but I need to just step away. So I might have to go get that card game. Anyways. Let's um let, let's go back to talking about you know social media strategies. You know last 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 time you dropped uh you know some some cool knowledge bombs on us. Like you talked about this app called uh, Like to Know It, and it helped mm-hmm. drive forty thousand dollars of of sales in like one day or some crazy thing like that. But but what has been working uh, for you either Instagram or TikTok or anything lately that's new that maybe we haven't talked about uh, on the show before? Yeah, I think TikTok is definitely working really well for a lot of Amazon sellers, especially if you have a lower valued item, like a lower MSRP item for us, our leggings are still a little bit on the higher end for TikTok. I think it it makes people think like twice before they buy. But if you have like a $20, you know, home decor, something on Amazon um, that you sell and you you have that on TikTok and those do really well and, or like cheaper leggings, for example, but a lot of brands are using influencer marketing on TikTok. So they're looking for influencers, whether they are the type of influencers that are like Amazon finds and they, you know, show a bunch of stuff that they, they found on Amazon. Um, m- most of these influencers are actually already Amazon affiliates. So they have their affiliate code. It's like really easy to set up, pay them commission and all that. They know what they're doing. So um, those influencers do really well for conversion and just gifting to be honest on tiktok there's a lot of people on tiktok that are not yet like famous but they have a very good reach a very good presence and like an okay amount of followers it's not going to be like 1 million or 500k but they have like 10 20k but they convert really well and what i've seen work the best is for example if you're selling a product kind of incorporating that into um i don't know let's say you're selling protein powder or something incorporating that into a routine of some sort and post that on TikTok and have it a little bit more organic. And uh, what I find is people in the comments are like, oh my God, like, where's that from? And whatnot. Obviously the videos should still be kind of highlighting your product, but in a more organic and storytelling way. So I think that does really well for TikTok. And also um, there's this new app called Be Real. I haven't, we haven't started it yet. But I know a lot of people are using it more and more. I see a lot of influencers on there. Um, I am like testing it out. I'm not sure what I could do with the brand on it yet. But I know how it's different from other platform is that it gives you a notification every day. And you have to take a photo of your front camera and your back camera. So it's like 360. So like okay. when it notifies you, you take a picture right then and there. So it's real. That's why it's called like be real. So it's not like your filtered like life highlight on TikTok or Instagram and whatnot. It's just real. So a lot of people are getting on it more and more. I don't know what I'll do it if I do it for a brand, but if you like want to test it out for a personal brand, that might be good. Or as an entrepreneur, you can 
um, you know, post it and be like, today I'm working on whatever, sourcing products and just like front back photo. Um, that app I'm testing out. If you're on Shopify, there's a new app called Shopify Collabs, previously called Dovetail. It's completely free. It helps you find influencers, gives you like some of their analytics, and it can also, it's like very streamlined. It'll make orders for you automatically and it generates the influencer commission code and everything. So it's just less manual work and you can also source influencers on there. So you don't have to manually look for them on Instagram, TikTok and whatnot. It's just like more efficient. Um, and on Instagram, I will say nowadays, IG Reel does better. Um, a little while ago, Instagram was testing a new layout on their homepage, which kind of looks like TikTok. And a lot of people hated it because they were like, we don't need another TikTok. We want Instagram. Like, we want photos. Yeah. So they're not yeah. launching that from is what that, I that That was the one where like a Kardashian like complained about it. And then like the next day they, they took it off or something like I read something like that. Um, yeah. Where they were trying, but then yeah, I I stopped seeing that. But but yeah, yeah, like I the thing that I love about um like or just you know when I I share like sometimes my real I'll make a reel and then I'll share it to like my yeah. story. But now back in the day, you had to have like ten thousand followers to be able to put links like in Into your story. story. Yeah, but now, now I can like share it. my reel and you know I don't have ten thousand followers and I can put the link to like the YouTube video or something there. Like like has that changed yeah. how you guys? you know, work with the influencers at all? Cause now you can go for more micro influencers or uh, that hasn't, um, you know, affected you guys that much for us, because my brand has like quite a bit of social media following. So we don't have like that much trouble looking for influencers that have higher following yeah. that would do it for free and just for commission. Um, okay. I will say influencer marketing is a little bit harder now because there are more and more influencers on Instagram that are trying to make it. So they're yeah. trying to charge for every single little post or little thing that they do. So if you're starting out, I would go on TikTok and find influencers that are not, that have not yet made it or aren't even in the interest of being an influencer. They're just being themselves, genuine, making content on TikTok. Yeah. Finding those people and, you know, maybe catching them before they blow up is a really good way. And we, we had a few of those um, that got picked up by like Netflix shows and whatnot. Like they, they converted really oh, wow. well because they all of a sudden just kind of like blew up. But then like yeah. right before they blew up, they posted about us. So, um, I think finding influencers on TikTok for free or very low cost, but with like good reach, good engagement on TikTok is the way to go. All right. So like, you know, every, every time you're on the show, I always have my TST 30 second tip. So what is, um, what is your 30 second tip? Some kind of strategy, whether it's about social media, about Shopify, it could be about anything you want it to be. What is something hard hitting and, and very actionable that our listeners can, can do? 30 second tip is be organic and be real and show up on your brand's social media page if you're running it. I think nowadays people shop because they want to hear a story and they want to connect with someone and to be in a community and belong to something. So it's very important for you to build a community for your brand through your customers and also show up. Whether it's you showing up or have someone in your team showing up or hire someone to show up, tying a face to your brand is really important nowadays. Awesome. Awesome. I, I like it. You yeah. know, I actually had somebody uh, a little bit on the, on the show go, uh, Cara from, from the UK. And she was talking about how, you know, she's actually the face of her own brand and she thinks that's, yeah. that's helped, helped her out a lot. So, you know, I was kind of upset at you for, for not coming to sell and scale summit, you know, Celine, I know keeping it real too. here. I was looking forward to 
looking forward to seeing you again for the first time in a couple of years, but, um, yeah. hopefully we'll, you know, we'll link up at, uh, one of these, you know, future events or the next, uh, selling yeah. scale that we do, uh, but enjoy your travels there in Costa Rica and, and have safe uh, journey back home. And how can people reach out to you if they want to meet, you know, maybe get help with their social media or check out what you're doing. What are your socials out there? Yeah. My Instagram is miss dot Dior. Um, it's M I S S S S dot D I O R R. And you can find me on LinkedIn, Celine Dior. And also you can email me at Dior at vitaeapparel.com. Awesome. Celine, thank you so much. And we'll be seeing you soon. Thank you so much. Bye.